the protectors of the wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 62, Phoebe Gathers Allies. There was no line at the coffee shop, but people were standing two or three deep at the counter, and all the tables were full. Phoebe squeezed behind the counter and saw Sammy and Abby hard at work, slicing ingredients and throwing sandwiches together. Sammy slid a plate onto the counter. Turkey special! Come on, get the turkey special! Stephanie appeared. The crowd parted, and she grabbed the plate and vanished. How's it going, Sammy? Best night in history! (laughs) Sammy spoke without even looking up from his work. What are the chances for some food? Only two orders, both sandwiches, turkey special or vegetarian special. They've got tomatoes, greens, and potato squash with finger beans on the side. Ellie's serving water, juice, or coffee. That's it. Ellie? She returned and started work without a word. She saved us today. (laughs) I'll have a turkey special and coffee and water. Tell Stephanie and Ellie, I just make sandwiches. By the way, Slick over there is a godsend. You know, our new employee. He nodded his head toward Abby. Oh, I'm so glad. How'd she get that name? Someone yelled, Hey, Slick, leave off the dressing. The name stuck. (laughs) Amazing. You never know how things will go. Hey, uh, Peabody showed up an hour ago, and he has been snooping around. Oh, boy. Uh, I can never get a read on that guy. He doesn't fit into anything I understand. He's dangerous, of course. Maybe I'll try to talk to him. Ha! Good luck! By the way, I think I'm ready for tomorrow. I'm glad someone is. Sammy was still working a mile a minute. Phoebe slipped over to where Abby, wearing her hat, jacket, and latex gloves, was putting turkey pieces and sliced tomato on half a dozen slices of bread lined up before her. Looks good. Abby beamed a smile at her. This is fun. Phoebe darted forward and gave Abby a kiss on the cheek and then slipped back out from behind the counter. She found Ellie and Stephanie moving like magicians through the crowd, gave them hello kisses and her dinner order, and continued on out the back door 
She took a minute, standing on the steps to scan the backyard. The six tables were jammed with people, seated on folding chairs. Teenagers and children sat eating and talking on the grass. It was quieter outside. Despite the lights, the stars glowed overhead. The moon was just past the full and was already high above the rooftops. The air was still. The thunder rolled, close enough to make everyone look up and worry. Phoebe became aware of a presence to her right. A man half in shadow, leaning against the back of the shop. She saw Jerome Peabody in an unguarded moment, standing all alone, staring at the fun-loving crowd. His face looked indescribably sad, like a lost soul, a man who has missed his chance in life. He noticed Phoebe with a start. Oh, uh, so glad to see you. Uh, you and Sammy have quite an operation going on. Uh, quite a success. Uh, I've just got to get an article out. <laughs> Phoebe couldn't conceal the glint of recognition in her eyes. The minute, indescribable sign that she had seen the man underneath his outer shell. Peabody nodded and sighed. Yes. It's hard to see you young people out here enjoying each other. I'm getting old already, and uh, I missed most of that part of life. If only I could do it over and have a little more courage. I understand, but I'm sure we're going to need all the courage we can find right now. It's never too late to show some courage. Peabody flinched and gave her a sly look from under his eyebrows. Uh... Expecting problems? He raised his eyebrows with an air of innocence. Phoebe stepped down and stood beside him and spoke with sincerity. Our jobs create conflicts for us all. It's too bad we can't be on the same side. We both want the best for Middletown. We do. That's how I feel. But Phoebe could see the sad face covering Peabody's effort to smile. Phoebe! 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 Mr. Peabody, please ignore them for a second and think about what I'm saying. I'm really trying to make something good happen. Peabody opened his mouth, but couldn't get a word out. Thanks for listening. Phoebe skipped over to where Terence, Jasmine, and Shannon were seated. 
Their candle had burned low, and their plates were empty. We almost left, but we wanted to talk to you. Listen to that thunder! Here, squeeze onto my chair. You'll never find another one. Phoebe perched precariously on the edge of Shannon's chair. The tall, athletic star of Phoebe's team seemed to glow with health and happiness. Her friend Jasmine, the small, quick, and clever goal scorer, leaned forward to join the conversation. Terence was smiling, sitting back in his chair. Thunder rolled again, like a distant war. Better hurry up, girls. How can we get jobs here? You got my brother a job. And Sami gave Ellie a job. And Stephanie. And that new girl. What about us? We can wait tables. We can sell toys. I'm sure you two would be great. And God knows Sammy and Gilligan need help. But you're not even 14. That's the legal age. I'll be 14 in just three weeks. And Jasmine in October. Phoebe looked at Terrence, and he shrugged his shoulders. Let them work, if they can do it. Jasmine will need her parents' permission, of course. Keep your grades up, girls. I'm not the boss, but I'll do what I can. Apply for your working papers right away, and remember, our Blue Demon schedule has Saturday games all fall. Shannon looked at Jasmine. I told you we could do it. The storm's going to miss us. Stephanie swooped in with a plateful of huge turkey sandwich and a pile of finger beans. Ellie's coming by with drinks, and we still need more help. I'm working on it. See? See? Oh, this is so, so good. Here, have some finger beans. Ellie appeared with a tall glass of dark liquid and set it before Phoebe with a flourish. Specialty of the house, Sammy said. So great you're back. How'd you do it? Oh, don't ask. It's a long story. The less you know, the better. Ellie turned and disappeared into the crowd. What's all that about? Her parents grounded her. But she's back. That's all I need to know. I do worry, though. I've done a little private research into your situation. There are rumors spreading. Some of them quite damaging. About drugs, alcohol, and runaways. You don't want to lend fuel to that fire. There's even talk about these new vegetables. It might seem ridiculous, but I hear they're grown by a witch in the forest. <laughs> there are people who believe in that sort of thing, you know. Especially when there's no other explanation. They are easily scared. So... I want to ask you, Phoebe, where do these vegetables come from? Phoebe was delighted with the question. 
I saw them delivered two mornings ago by Tom Winkle and Fred Peterson. The boxes had the logo of their farms. You'll see them tomorrow in the toy store courtyard, selling their own produce. Well said. A reply worthy of a witness in court. Yet, it doesn't explain everything. Look, I love what you folks are doing. I even want my daughter to work for you. We've had a ball just sitting here, but you'll have to admit there's more going on than meets the eye. Don't worry about Shannon and Jasmine. They're the ones who brought all this to my attention. You can't fool them because they're just like you and want to get involved. They know there's a mystery here, but we're on your side. We might do more for you if we knew more. Phoebe had stopped eating. Terence, Shannon, and Jasmine looked at her, waiting. Phoebe wondered what she could possibly say or do that would be the right thing. What had her parents or Reverend Tuck or Jim or Chi-Chi done in this situation? I see how you feel. Just think about it, okay? This probably isn't the right place for a little talk. That's true, but don't think I'm not appreciating what you're saying. You three and Louis are part of us, like family. And you're right. There's a lot more to know about this big project we're in. But as they say, by their fruits you shall know them. We've got to start by making our event tomorrow a wonderful thing for people. Terence eyed her in surprise. Well, okay. I can go for that. If I understand you correctly. We'll all do our best and let everyone show who they are. Then we'll go forward from there. One step at a time. That's what you mean, right? Phoebe nodded. So, give us our marching orders. Where do you want us tomorrow? Right where we are now. At 7 o'clock or earlier. We have to make sure there are only 95 people admitted to the concert. That's our limit. That suits me just fine. I've thought it over carefully. And I see this back door as your vulnerable spot. It's away from public view. We're ready to help. Phoebe reached across Shannon to Terence, and they clasped hands. We're going to need you, and hopefully we'll have Louis and Chief Santiago at the front door. We'll be prepared. We're on the same team. Don't forget our jobs. What will we do? You'll count people at the door. It'll be harder than you think. We've got the mountains and hills for company. We've got the clouds and the storms and a billion stars to see. We've 
got the rain and streams and rivers and the sea and with the children running round us it's heaven all for free it's heaven all for free right here and right now it happens all around us no one knows how it may take a million years to build the house of god we can start right here we can start right now we can start right here we can start right now. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all those eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.